after meeting, how long did you guys date before getting engaged? Six weeks. Don't recommend. We didn't even know each other. Depression, anxiety, like all of this is, has plagued us the way that I treated Megan as a husband. And a lot of... Sorry, it gets me emotional. Just a lot of things that I felt really sad. Using, you know, psychedelic medicine for my therapy has been like the fine, kind of like the final like piece to the puzzle. Beautiful experience that I've ever had. Sex. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so, so freaking important. Welcome to Well Made, where we dive deep into all things wellness, self-improvement, and self-love. I'm your host, Kat Kamalani, a mother of two beautiful kids and a proud wife to a firefighter husband. Together, we'll explore raw and candid moments that touch on every aspect of life, from parenting to relationships, career, and personal growth. Our conversations will be filled with insight, experiences, and tips to help you live your best life. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey towards a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Well Made. This is going to be a really exciting episode because we have the calls with us. The calls, I don't even need to introduce them. If you head over to their social platforms, you'll be able to see them talk about everything from having a newborn, postpartum, and their cute, adorable three kids. They also talk about their raw daily moments of how they almost got a divorce six months into their relationship. So, welcome you guys. I am so excited to have you. We're stoked. For those who don't know you guys, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you guys met. Okay, well just a little background info on me. So I grew up in Houston, Texas and I grew up dancing. I, weren't you a dancer too? Yeah, danced okay. my whole life. Yeah, so that's what I did. I did like com- competitive dance and all that. And then I went to BYU Provo in Utah. And that is where I met him. So after meeting, how long did you guys date before getting engaged? <laughs> six weeks. Yeah, it was literally like six weeks. Yeah, don't recommend Okay, why is that though? Dude, it's way too fast. Like you, we didn't even know each other. You know what I mean? And I feel like, like looking at where we are now compared to like where we started, I feel like we got extremely lucky. Obviously we worked really hard to get where we are now, but like, I think if I were to go back and do it again, I probably, or I guess if I were to give someone advice of like what to do, I would say like, get to know the person a little bit longer and yeah. like yeah. there was just like by the time we got married because we, cause we got engaged six weeks after meeting and then or after dating right yeah and then we were married so within let's see four months yeah within four months so like we got we met in the end of January and then we're married the beginning of June mm. yeah and yeah. so like that is so fast. fast and like I would never recommend someone to do that it worked out great for us but like yeah. Yeah. crazy crazy you know, fast I I feel like in Utah, that's like something that people do and it's normal. And especially when you are dating more than a year, they Mm -hmm. think like, what is happening? Yeah. Kiloni and I, well, Kiloni's on the back end for you guys listening. He was going to be on the podcast, but here in Hawaii, we have some power outage. So he's on the back making sure everything's still recording. So I'll, I'll speak for him, but, um, Kiloni and I, I got the best piece of advice for my sister is you have to date someone all four seasons before you get engaged and married. And we actually ended up 
dating for three and a half years. And I remember the pressure, even though we were living in Oregon, Mm -hmm. in Utah with the organized religion I was part of and all of that, it was a very kind of taboo. Like, why aren't you getting married? Mm -hmm. Did you guys feel the pressure to get married quickly? Or is it that you guys just fell so hard so fast and you're like, let's just get married right now? It was more that. Like, Mm -hmm. I... I don't like saying the word infatuated, but we were literally like, we just, we had a lot of chemistry. Yeah. And with being like LDS, you can't, we're not supposed to have sex before marriage. Yeah. And so I think that greatly influenced like, hey, let's just get engaged and go get married. So then we can have sex, which <laughs> yeah. sounds so stupid, but that absolutely played a huge part in our yeah, marriage. but it was, it was kind of like a leap of faith kind of a thing. But like, you know, you like what's most important that you find someone that you that you click with, that you have fun with, and that you can be yourself with, yeah. and that that person can it feels the same way. And like we felt that, and we talked about it. We're like, yeah, I guess let's hope this is enough for for marriage. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think deep down it was like deep down like that. I think was like fundamental in us. Like being able to like stay together and grow together, mm. you know. Um, yeah, but, yeah. I feel like a lot of couples at the beginning they think they know what love is. It's because totally. everyone goes through that cloud nine, yeah. and you're not meeting the real person that you're meeting mm. the mask and the, their yeah. representation of them. Yeah, and they're not really knowing the real person. And so, I feel like for us, anyways, me and Kiloni at the beginning it was that cloud nine where you can't stop staring at each other and you're yeah. you're just in that headspace and we thought we were in love, but now being eleven years in, I'm like, oh, I was not in love at all. It yeah. was just yeah. I was in love with an idea of a person and mm-hmm. that yes. relationship you could have and that feeling. If you guys had to nail down just one thing that was like a huge turning point for your guys' marriage, what would that be? Because for me and Kiloni, I talk about how I thought we were supposed to be one and one unit and mm-hmm. everything that he liked and I liked are supposed to be in unison. And if he wasn't into what I was into, cause at the beginning he wasn't really into eating healthy and I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, like yeah. how am I going to be married to someone who doesn't like to be eating mm-hmm. healthy? Thank goodness he loves to eat healthy now. <laughs> but it was all those things. I came to the conclusion of changing my mindset of, we are two completely different individuals and Kaloni is Kaloni by himself and Kat is Kat by herself and that's the beauty and Kaloni does not complete me and I don't complete him what he does is just add value to my life as an individual and I just add value to him and I feel like that was like a turning point in our marriage of really being not only confident in ourselves but like in our marriage together was okay we're two individuals let's start acting like two individuals we don't have to do every single thing together like the exact same things, do the exact same things. What about for you guys? Do you feel like was like a turning point for you that helped your marriage besides environment of moving to Hawaii? Well, it's tricky because I honestly feel like our marriage really hasn't like taken off until like the last year and a half. Well, kind of. I mean, I would say like Emmy, having Emmy Emmy would be a turning point. Yeah, I think it it kind of feels like there's like stages, you know? Yeah. Like moving to Hawaii was the first stage. And then it was like, and then like nothing really happened, and then we had Emmy. Right? By the way, Emmy was an IUD baby. We were not oh. unplanned. Exactly. Yeah, we, I wow. had the Paragard. Oh my gosh! Yeah. With Emmy. Paragard owes owes you like fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Honestly. But it's like when we first found out we were pregnant with her, we thought our lives were over because we were oh. devastated. I had. Wait, how old were you? Twenty. 
20 or I was 21. 21. Okay, so three about three years into the marriage? Or oh, two it was a year and a half. Oh, year and a half. Yeah, because I, I was, we got married okay. when I was 19, but I was almost 20. Gotcha. So, yeah, it was just a year and a half. So you're still learning about each other at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, once we ended up having her, I think we just came a lot closer because we're like mom and dad now. And I know yeah. that's not how it is for a lot of couples. I know kids can be extremely stressful, but I think we just loved Emmy so much. And it was so fun for me to see Aaron as a dad and see like that more loving, playful side. Cause I mean, he, he doesn't love playing with kids that are not his own. Well, no, I just thought, <laughs> it's not that I don't like kids. No, I just yeah. like, I, I didn't grow up around like little kids, you know, yes. I, I was the youngest in my family. And then like my siblings like never had kids until like later and so like yeah. and I didn't have like cousins with like small kids or anything like that so it was yeah. just like a, it was so a very like new thing yeah yeah but but I think like having Emmy like we were so just like full of love for her and like that obviously translated to like love for all of us yeah um, and mm. like uncovering this like depression that I've had personally that has like affected our relationship from the start that's huge like yeah. depression anxiety like all of this is, has plagued us in our relationship like from the very beginning and like my attitude towards things and and you know we started like I guess like it's been the last year and you know I don't want to talk about mushrooms or whatever but like (laughs) you know like using um you know psychedelic medicine for my therapy has been like the fine kind of like the final like piece to the puzzle wow that has completely unlocked for me like it's it's like unlock my brain to to see things as they really are to see her mm-hmm. as she truly is and to give her the love that she has deserved for so long and so I don't know it's um we can go more into that or whatever but like I feel like if, if, from my perspective like those are like the biggest things that have transformed us like you know especially the last like year and a half like the, the hor- fixing my hormones and then you know going through this uh, psychedelic therapy it's like i feel like i've been on like a rocket ship with our marriage and our relationship and yeah it's just been so life-changing um you know you guys talking about the kids it makes me think of that saying is when you have a child and it really strengthens you is in order to go three steps forward you have to go three steps deep Mm -hmm. so having that child and coming in and not just working on yourself but now your attention is to work on this human that you have Mm -hmm. And I always say, I, I was thinking about this the other day and that, how is it that like we have this unconditional love for our kids that it's just, we would do anything for them. Mm-hmm. Like we love them and literally they can slap us in the face and like yeah. dump out our shampoo bottle. And it's like, we still just love them and don't yeah. hold that grudge over them. But over our partners, sometimes we do have that grudge or we don't have that unconditional love. We put yeah. conditions on it. Mm-hmm. And why is that? And Kiloni and I were chatting and I said, I think it's because why we love our children so much is because we don't expect anything in return. Yeah, it's we just expectations. Yes. Right. We pour everything into it and just love them unconditionally. And then we don't need anything back at all. And it's the same for me anyways, with like God and Jesus is where like, I feel like I love them so much and it's because they don't expect anything back from me. <laughs> and I don't know if this was your guys's experience, but when having a baby and going through a miscarriage, I felt like I had this just unconditional love from Kiloni, just taking care of me and making sure I was good. And like, it just yeah. brought us on a whole different level. 
and not having those expectations, yeah. like you said. Mm -hmm. But I want to touch base a little bit about the mushrooms because mushrooms is like a huge controversy, I think. Yeah. People hear that and think of like the 70s and that how it's in <laughs> drugs and someone takes it and they must be a drug addict. And the first night I met you, we were sitting at Surf and Salsa with our a mutual friend for her birthday. And we were chatting about it. And Erin, I remember you <laughs> going into mushrooms. I'm like, these are my people. Yeah. I have never done personally <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah. But the mere fact that you guys are Mormon and that you guys are open about what's helping you mentally, physically, emotionally, and as a couple was just so inspiring. And you touched a little bit base on that day. But... I want to hear how it's transformed your guys' relationship and what it's done for you. Yeah. So I think like, like from the start, like the, the first time I, I had an experience with like mushroom, I call it like mushroom therapy, basically. Um, this was right after the miscarriage last year. And I was, there was a lot of stress. Like I've been dealing with a lot of chronic pain and just like issues and, and like the miscarriage, it kind of like triggered this like really like serious depression, like, mm. you know, like borderline like suicidal you know feeling and just like just feeling like abysmally terrible and I had a friend who who has talked about mushrooms and like I've heard you know pretty cool things like from other people that have had you know depression that have taken mushrooms and yeah. have been like essentially cured and you know I was just kind of like at a point in my life where I was like I will do anything right yeah and so I had a buddy um at this point it's kind of like life or death kind yeah. of yeah and it was just like I was just humble, I think. I was just like, you know, I will do whatever. Like, I just, I can't live like this. Mm. And um, so I had a buddy who had talked about mushrooms with me a few times, and I hit him up, and he came over and, like, basically showed me, like, how to take them and, like, gave me a bunch. And so I just, like, a random day of the week, I uh, just decided to go for it. Oh and gosh. just at home. That's crazy. Just with Megan. Yeah. And, um, and it was the most like beautiful experience that I've ever had. And there was a, a lot of cool things that happened. You know, mushrooms, one of the things they do is they kind of, they kind of unlock your brain to see things and see people, including yourself as they truly are. Mm -hmm. Right. You kind of see the truth of things. And, and a lot of times like, you know, during a mushroom experience, you know, you'll have thoughts and feelings come up, you know, things that you're struggling with and, and they kind of just like, the, the mushrooms kind of bring it out of you mm. and, you know, force you to, to talk about them and think about them. And it gives you a chance to like resolve things and like permanently. And, you know, we talked about like the first like six months of our marriage and, and even like the first couple of years of just like not a very good relationship. Yeah. And there was just a lot of things like that I have been holding on to about the way that I treated Megan as a husband mm. and a lot of, sorry, it gets me emotional. Um, Don't say sorry. It's okay. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that I felt really sad, um, about and, um, anyway, um, You're good. yeah. And just things that I've been like holding on to for a long time and that I just felt guilty about and that were always like deep down. And so, like, during that trip, um, I don't know what it was exactly, but, like, I was just sitting there with Megan, and, and, like, these feelings started coming up, and I started just, you know, talking talking through it with Megan. And, yeah, it was just, uh, it was amazing, like, to just to bring these things up and, and have her be so, like, 
loving and just listening and not judging. And I was able to like, to bring these things up and like talk about them with her and like the way, like the reasons that I felt bad. And after the trip was over, like these things, it was like this whole guilt and these feelings that I had been feeling were completely resolved and like they're gone from me. And like, I, I no longer feel that way. I feel sad or, or feel like that guilt, um, weighing on me anymore. And like another one of the things that like kind of like epiphanies or like things that I like saw was for the first time, I, I feel like I really saw, like I got a glimpse of just how amazing Megan is. Oh, and you're the sweetest Aaron. So sweet. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, like, that was just something that, like, like her as a person, and she's just someone that I really took for granted for a really long time. I don't know. It's hard hard to, to maybe put it into words to articulate it, but, yeah, just kind of, like, seeing her kind of how how God sees her as just, like, the most amazing, like, special person. Um, and then realizing, like, how, like, eternally grateful I am to have her in my life. Like mm. she genuinely is like a, a gift that I am not worthy of in any way. <laughs> I didn't do anything to deserve having her, but I'm so like grateful that I, that I do have her. And, and I think like that completely like inf- just shifted my mindset towards marriage and towards our relationship. And like since that time, you know, I've had other experiences that have just kind of reinforced the same feelings, and um, yeah, it's just it's been pretty powerful and like transformative for our relationship. Um, yeah, and and like Megan, and this is the thing, like I feel like Megan's never. I I don't feel like Megan's really done anything wrong. I feel like a lot of the relationship issues like stem from my issues, like my problems, mm-hmm. my mental health that like like spilled over onto her mm. and like her without having to go to therapy, without really doing anything, like just like having me with this new mindset and approach to our relationship, like she is a different person. That is yeah. so Does that make sense? Like she yeah. like, and like, and, and that's just another like testament to how amazing she is and receptive and just loving. And I don't know. Well, um, I think it, in my perspective, it's kind of made a difference. Like, He's treated me so differently since his, like, journey with mental health. Like, he's just been so much more loving and, like, taken a lot more interest in just, like, listening to random stories of when I was a kid. Just, like, just, he's been, he's treated me so differently, and so I've felt so much more love towards him just as, you know, when you receive love, you want to give that love back. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I just think I'm, I just feel so much more comfortable with him in so many ways. And that's also made me a better communicator. Mm. And like communication is so, so important in a marriage, but it's hard to have that good communication if you don't feel a really strong connection with that person. Yeah. So, have yeah. you guys heard of the the analogy the stinky Chinese food? Mm-hmm. So, Kiloni and I try to do therapy once a month, and this is one of the analogies the therapist gave us. And it's that everybody has stinky Chinese food, and everyone puts it into a fridge. And some people deal with the Chinese the Chinese food and like throws it out mm-hmm. once it starts to get old. But some people just keep 
putting the Chinese food into the fridge. Yeah. And eventually that stinky Chinese food, you have to deal with it. And it, what's going to happen is going to come up as anger, anxiety, depression, mental mm-hmm. health illnesses, physical illnesses, autoimmune disease. There's one way or another, your body's going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so every person, it sounds like to me that you went in and you had your fridge completely full of like yes. stinky Chinese yeah. food and that you went in and you went three steps deep to go three steps forward and to like empty that Chinese food out, which is seriously so beautiful. And I mean, cause that could have took a huge turn in your guys' marriage of that and dealing with mental health illnesses, mm-hmm. no joke. And so I absolutely love you guys did that. And also too, it shows your kids what kind of love they deserve. Because it's like kids watch you guys mm-hmm. and watch us. Yeah. I'm like, what am I teaching my kids of this is what love is and this is how yeah. love should be yeah. when they get older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, how do you do you guys keep up on therapy or like how do you guys keep the spark alive while you guys are running a business? You guys have three kids, you guys have a newborn, you guys are with each other twenty four seven and that's hard. So how do you guys navigate that whole world? We've kind of like been with each other 24-7 since I met her, to be honest. Like the most time we've ever been apart was a week. And that was just this last year. So like, yeah, it's been funny because like, I think in school was probably the most time we were like consistently apart, like because we were in different classes and stuff. Yeah, like those first six months, that was probably the most we were apart. But we've always been together, always done everything together. Like I know she never goes to the the store without me. Like, <laughs> like, well, I like, so I, I love that. So I think like, like the transition to working together was like pretty Easy. natural, but then at, yeah. the, at the same time, like working together is like, it's different. We've than definitely just, had a rough stress. We've you know? like, there have been so many times where I've been like, I don't want you as my business partner <laughs> yeah. because like he's, he might be acting like a business partner instead of a husband sometimes. Sure. And I only want him to be a husband to just be that nice, loving, supportive guy. Sure. But sometimes he's more of like, you got to do this and this and this. And I'm like, ah. Do you guys have your lanes in your guys' business to help navigate that? Like, does Aaron know, like, his responsibilities and roles are this and this is yours? And I think generally yes. there's like there's some overlap. There's, and a, there's a lot of overlap. A little bit of chaos sometimes. But yeah, there are certain things that only he does. And there's like all of the editing because with social media, that's that's me. He yeah. does not do any of that. But he's also really good at writing, so he helps with captions. Just like mm. just stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The the hard I always say Kiloni does the unsexy stuff in the, in the business. The things that like the Nobody counting, sees. the business aspect, the, the legality things, uh, like the yeah. stuff. Out, I'm just the face of it. Exactly. There's <laughs> a pretty face behind the camera. Well, okay. So if you guys can give one tips to our readers and, subscri- and your subscribers about um, relationships, whether they're dating or in a marriage or they're struggling or they're single, what, what would be the one advice that you would give somebody i don't know if i I have just like one one tip um i feel like the thing that comes to my mind first is just communication Mm. um you have to be able to talk openly with your partner yeah about everything like you shouldn't ever feel like you need to hide something from them because that is not a healthy foundation um like we talk about everything yeah, we talk about like anything and everything. There's nothing that we haven't talked about. Like we, every, every, if I just have a guy, I'm like thinking about something, I just like tell her. 
I love that. Like, there's nothing... Sometimes I have these thoughts, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to tell Aaron that. I'm not going to tell. And then I'm like, wait, why am I thinking this? This is stupid. No, now I have to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. But yeah, we literally talk to each other about everything. And so I feel like advice, just be open. Be as open as you can. And if your partner doesn't accept how how you are as an open person, then I don't Yeah. I don't know if you should continue that relationship. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's a good one. Um, I feel like I, I don't just have like one tip, but communication is obviously huge. Another tip, and I, I mean like we talked a li- about this a little bit, but is like sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's huge. It's so, it's so freaking important and like – I don't know. As a, like, I think most guys typically have, you know, they're the ones with the higher drive that want to sure. have sex more. And, and, um, so I think like, in the, I had a friend yesterday actually just asking me a very similar question. He has a, a brother getting married mm-hmm. and he's like, what advice do you, would you give to like my brother getting married? And I was like, my advice would be learn to please your woman and <laughs> yeah. learn, and then learn to love it. Yeah. And that has been like, so big for us the past like couple years like you know we obviously we've we've had a lot of sex in the last seven (laughs) years of marriage like a lot right and like but there's a huge difference when like just when your attitude's like no i just i just want to please this chick like i just want i want to make her feel good and like wow what a powerful thing like sex becomes when like that's your mentality like when you're just like i just want to get romantic and be giving and make her feel good and like and like that's been so big like with us working together and like you know dealing with kids and like high amounts of stress at times um like having that mindset for me like is like kind of like infusing this romance into the relationship constantly and i do it every day i'm like i want to make her like i just want to take stress away from her and make her happy and like even if that's just like giving her like a massage or a tickle scratch or like finding these like little things that are like intimate to I don't know, just to make her feel good and like it just I don't know, it just it's it's really powerful in a relationship when that's like because then and then and then she starts to feel the same way towards me. Yeah. And then all yeah. of a sudden like she's way more in the mood, you know, than she ever was before. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's not that anything with her is different. It's just that like she I don't know, she she's been treated the way that she deserves to be treated, mm-hmm. I think. When you haven't been married and then now it's okay and then like now you're like, wait, I can explore this and I can do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, to end things off, I think that was a really good advice. I, I also love the advice that people have said, um, only vent to yourself or to your spouse because venting to other people goes into other rooms, mm-hmm. just like how vents in a room. Um, yeah. So that's like one of our things. We will never, ever speak ill of each other yeah. or about yeah. each other to anyone, our, our parents, our friends, anyone besides a therapist. And it mm-hmm. has, they have to be in the room for the therapist, yeah. which is a good one. You guys, I have been loving, I could go on for an hour and talk <laughs> yeah, to you guys. I know, I like, so much we're going to gonna have I to just, do uh, a part two to this. Thanks, you guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. If you were inspired by today's episode, I encourage you to tag me on social media at Kat Kamalani so I can personally thank you myself. I would love to hear your thoughts on my podcast. So go ahead and leave a review. So high five for finishing the episode and trying to better yourself. I hope you found it informative, inspiring, and thought provoking. I will see you again soon for another episode. Take care. Take care.